This is a graphically novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. Sam. And I'm Josh. And on this episode, we are doing a PTTI, another poorly timed tie-in. And on this one, we're way ahead of the game. Uh, we're previewing a movie about to hit Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. And that movie is Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very, way early on theater. this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we're poorly timed because we're way behind. This thing has been out for forever. And we, we missed months. both both uh, start dates. Start in the theater, start on Disney+. <laughs> Plus. We, we landed right in the middle, so that's perfect. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless, um, we did we did decide to play nice and uh, do the the book that the movie seems to be based on. And so uh, we're reviewing Thor colon God of Thunder volume one, another colon the God Butcher. No dashes, though. No dashes, just colons. I got a couple colons in there. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. I was amused by the punctuation there. That's a big nerd I am. I got a kick out of the punctuation. Um. But so uh, I'll go ahead and read our comicsology summary for this thing, and it's a it's a pretty good one. It says in the distant past, Thor follows the bloody wake of murdered gods. In the present, the Thunder God discovers a forgotten cave that echoes with the cries of tortured gods. And thousands of years from now, the last god king of a ruined Asgard makes his final stand against the god butcher's berserker legions, as three Thors from three eras race to stop the god butcher. The full extent of his vicious scheme takes terrifying shape. That's pretty good. It's not bad, yeah. actually. Yeah, but and it doesn't give away too much. I thought it was really good. Well, the, go ahead. Okay. No, we'll get into notes. Okay. Well, the creator credits for this one are the is written by Jason Aaron, art and the cover, good cover by the way, by Isad Rebich. Rebich. I, I don't know. It's R I B I C. I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, colors are by Dean White on issue one. Eve Scorsina for issues two through five, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And we will talk about those folks' work shortly. But first, it's time for the live-action Batman grades. And this is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And from best to worst, that scale is Bell, Pattinson, Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. I've got a little bit of pushback from a listener or two about the uh, where we put Pattinson. I don't think everybody agrees with this. But too high okay. or too low? Uh, too high. I think yeah. there's. Uh, I think Affleck is higher in Bill's regard. I, I can I, see that argument. I'm sticking to our guns, though. Affleck never had a standalone movie. Nope, never had to carry anything. I mean, three hours of Pattinson and it was good. I mean, that, yep. that's worth it's something. A, it's a bigger lift, and he nailed it. Not to but, not to to rehash all that. I think we initially had Pattinson behind Affleck before we, we considered that point. So yeah, that I, I get where they're coming from. But. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and I know it's off off subject a little bit, but I heard that Affleck's coming back for another Batman movie. He's, He's in the Flash movie, isn't he? I thought that's what I'd heard. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, but it's not a standalone movie. But he's coming back for another. Or was he coming back for Aquaman too? I think he was going to be in that too, maybe, possibly. I don't know. He did a good job. I'm fine. I'm DC's back. all yep. over the place. I don't know. 
<laughs> Sorry. I, you know, I'm kind, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested in how that's going to play out. They're, they're not doing the MCU kind of thing together. They're doing something different. I'm kind of curious about that. That they're not completely copying the other playbook. I, I'm interested in that. So I'm curious how that's going to play, play out over the years. So. I'm yeah. Anyway, so it's time for those grades. And so, Josh, what is your live action Batman grade? Well, I was stalling a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we got an extra person. We got an extra grade here, and I'm still waffling. Uh, I'm going to go Pattinson. It was that or an athlete. It's, okay. it's good, good, solid read. Uh, wasn't very top of the pile, but it was it was above average. It was it was better than a Keaton. I'm, I'm going to go Pattinson, I guess. Final answer. Well, I'm going Pattinson, but much more enthusiastically than you. Uh, I really enjoyed this. This is my new favorite Thor story. Um, I had a great time with it, and I've got the next two volumes borrowed because it's it's a three volume story. I've already got them downloaded. Just waiting for us to record this show so I can start on volume two. Highly recommended for me. You don't even have to like Thor. Yeah. All right. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was okay. I have some nitpicks. So I, I, I'm still on the plus side. I gave an athlete. Go ahead and get that out there. I gave an athlete. There are some issues I had with it. We're definitely going to talk about them. Man, I did not think I was going to be the high guy on this one. I thought I thought we were all going to be but enthusiastic, you, and I might be the low one. We both went Pattinson. Yeah, but gave it the same score. But if we were giving pluses and minuses, I would be the plus and you'd be a minus. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I'm an enthusiastic Pattinson. You're a begrudging Pattinson. Hey, a B's a B, man. Take it. <laughs> Just saying. It wasn't begrudging. It was Anyways, undecided. the takeaway from that is that we all liked it more than average. We all put it above average. Let's, yes. Let's look at the bright side here. <laughs> well, anyway, well, now it's time for the graphic novel Pyramid, the part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on three elements we believe a book has to nail to be a good book. The first of these is story. And Josh, you've got that one. Okay. This is the one thing that knocked me down from being quite so enthusiastic uh, on my Pattinson grade. Uh, I, I think it's well known my dislike for time travel. And this one was dabbling in real close with all the time jumps. Uh, you know, in your breakdown, your edits, Jamie, uh, it mentions the Thor throughout the ages fighting gore. Uh, the, the young Thor and the middle-aged Thor look remarkably similar to the point where sometimes I was a page in before I realized what time I was reading. They have different hats. <laughs> okay. Oh, the different hats. If you're reading on your phone, <laughs> it's maybe not quite so visually obvious of what time frame you're in. They normally give it a year in the top left corner, you know, 853 AD or present day or whatever. But if you miss that, you might get lost where you're at. Uh, old Thor very obvious. I mean, you're looking, looks more like Odin's son. Uh, or like Odin. Odin. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he looks just like Odin. But he's got the Winter Soldier metal arm. So that was fun. Uh, but, anyways, other than time jumping around, I wouldn't even mind if we'd done it in three different ages, but maybe give me the first age, the middle age, the last age. Give me in chronological order. There was a lot of jumping around, uh, too much for me. Uh, with all that negativity being said, I really like this story. It, for you guys haven't watched the movie yet, which we're tying into, uh, I have, and I like this better than the movie. The storyline, the plot, 
that we got in this first volume to me was was better than Love and Thunder. Uh, I can see that happening. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the, partially. I think that the time jumps. I don't have a problem with it in theory. There's a it couple of spots. It, yeah, as I was going to say, it's not executed very well. Um, it feels like it was, sometimes it was jumping in weird spots. Like, hey, finish finish your thought here, guy, before you jump. Um, and it felt like it was a little bit maybe like some of the scenes were too close to each other. Like they were too like it made it, it made it less clear. It wasn't just like I need more than a hat being different here, dude. Like you know this, I, you need to make this really clear to me what's going on. Yeah, if he's, um, if he's in the cave in 853 AD, and then in the next page he's in the cave, but it's present day. Yeah, aside the from force. the yeah suspiciously similar outfit, there's no <laughs> there's no real difference to tell. Or he's in the cave, and then it jumps to the library. Like, well, what time is this? Yeah, because because it, it ain't the distant future. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because I'll say that's that's one of the reasons brought my grade down, and there's another reason we'll definitely we'll talk about too. But the the time jumps wasn't clear, and that's what really killed it for me. I think if they made that more clear, this would definitely been a Patson for me. But we've all talked about it. It's just the time jumps; it's hard to to tell what's going on. It wasn't done very well. So, but if if that was cleaned up, I think the story would have been outstanding. I I, I like the story. I like the idea of the story. About the the gore through the time, killing all the gods stuff. I, I thought it was interesting. I really did. I just think it was wasn't handled properly. I, I thought that the the the, the tension that's always you can always feel the, the 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 menace, the danger that you can feel. It kept me on my edge of my seat all the way through. Yeah, yeah. The, I really, to as much as we complained about the time jumps, I like the flashback. So when we're in current time and you've got Thor doing his monologue. And during his monologue, the art does a flashback to like the 853 when he's riding the ship over or something. But you've still got present day Thor talking for a couple of lines. I liked that kind of segue from current time to the to the flashbacks to the to the earlier Thor. Those felt good. But it's when we were going from like old time to current time. Those were the ones that seemed to be the worst for me. Or even to like into the future. I, like The first time they done the jump, I really was confused. I didn't know what was going on. Like, you know, I, I really thought that was Odin at first. So, yeah. I mean, it, the, the one that jumped real far ahead, but we're going to get this out of the way, too. How did our present time Thor make it to future Thor, and then the present time Thor didn't realize that was him? Like, he was, he almost like a bumbling idiot there for a second. Read volume two. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm assuming they're going to explain it there. That was I'm like, sure that was just a, yeah, that was just a, you know, one of those gasp, you know, Final page yeah. turned top deals. <laughs> they did hook me for volume two, though. Yeah, I've yeah. been putting off. I don't think it's any surprise we're a little bit late on recording this. I've been holding <laughs> off on volume two until we recorded because I don't like to. Oh, yeah, I don't like to look ahead. But uh, yeah, they they did. The story was really interesting. Uh, in, in the few negatives with the time jumps, it really is a good story. Uh, I do I do wish I'd have gotten a little more info. As far as Gore's background, and this is dipping into the character slightly, but I think for this story to be even more engaging, I would have liked to have just a little bit of info on Gore's origin. Just a little. I think I think in volume two, there's like a whole issue or two completely devoted to Gore's backstory. Yeah, but we're reviewing volume one and I don't want I don't want anything about Gore in this volume. Yeah, but like I'm just, said, like just it's coming in an image. Uh, yeah, one page just uh 
a flashback for him. We saw Thor through three different eras. Would have been nice to see Gore, you know, his start point. Just even a glimpse of it would have been just a little teaser for me. But I'm pretty sure on the cover it says Thor, God of Thunder. So I think they were more concerned with. Him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry, hey, still gave it to Pattinson. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, I can be greedy and want a little more info. No, I'm with you. Though. I want to know. And that's part of the reason I want to read volume two. And that's so badly. What, it wasn't so I, I, we've had times. I think there's been other uh, comics we've talked about where there's so little information, you become disinterested in the story. Like yeah. I don't even care because there's so, so such little information. Like I can't get into the story, but this one done good. It, it definitely hooked me. Uh, I just, I guess I'm getting greedy. I wanted more. I mean, I said, it's been too long. I haven't read volume two yet. Well, it's because the, the pacing was really good. The fight scenes were really good. Like the way, the way they built up the suspense, like Jamie said. So they've done some stuff really well. It's one thing that I feel like they dropped the ball on. So I know, I know we bashed it a lot here, but there's a lot of stuff done really well in the story. Like the old time, the the Viking men, all, all the, the, the lore stuff around Thor there. I mean, they've done good with the story. Just not great. Um, and the last thing I want to give some props on for the um... – story corner is the the i i'm not a jason aaron fan um i'm very hit and miss with him um with his avengers series recently very very miss i've stopped altogether um but and i I haven't i've dipped in and out of his thor series for years now i'll i'll pop in read a little bit get bored jump back out um so I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this writer, but I will say like this is not this is, and this is nothing he does all the time. But he doesn't do it at all with the Avengers, but he did a really great job in this first volume with those little moments with the dead gods. Um, there's a couple of them he like he meets as they're dying, and Thor has these like really sort of powerful moments with him, where he'll he'll run across a dead god that he knew, and he'll stop and reflect. And he did a really good job with those small moments. It made it made like really just I mean it's just a sometimes a page, sometimes just a panel or two. And he made these people we've never heard of. Maybe they don't even exist in the rest of Marvel history. He may have made them up on the spot. And he made it made it gave those moments weight. And I wish he did that more often with his writing. But he did it was very effective here. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it stands out even more because this does have a little bit of like a horror comic vibe. You guys were talking about the tension and stuff. Man, they had me going with that cave. Like they keep yeah. talking about visiting the cave. The things that happened in that cave haunted me forever. Like there was there was a bunch of uh, allusion, uh, uh, alluding to it for the first probably like two or three issues before you really get into it. And yeah, so you got that tension going the whole time. So it makes those soft, quiet moments even more softer and quieter because you don't have that tension. It's like it's gone. You realize, oh, I'm not worried about the cave right this moment. I'm dealing with this and. Uh, so that I think that helped ratchet the tension up, the quiet moments. So yeah, that that was a pretty good balance in that. And uh, yeah, just, it was good. Right. You want to do smart? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Sam Jenkins said no. All right. Sam said no. <laughs> All right. So here's 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 my issue with the art. Um, I think it's a balancing act. Um, the backgrounds. Um, I know this is an audio um format here. But pretend I'm doing a chef's kiss. The the backgrounds are fantastic. When they go to the library, when we're in, you know, broken down Asgard, uh, when they're fighting in the sky, where they're in all these different um, gods' environments, all this kind of stuff. The backgrounds are amazing, um, detailed, inventive. I mean, like the library blew me away. There's so much going on there, and it's so detailed. And it looks just really cool. Um, 
But there's places where, like, the faces especially get real goofy, like cartoony goofy, like Looney Tunes goofy. And it's like, it was jarring, like, how 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 badly they didn't fit in with the rest of what was going on around them. And that that was, I felt like there's, like, one thing you're doing at, like, a superb level. Another thing, I don't even understand what you're trying to do. Issue one uh, seemed to be the worst on faces for me. Yeah. Oh, so I think I think Thor's face was on a whole the worst of everybody's there. We had most, most penal time, but like I think when he's trying to do like shocked faces or scared faces or angry faces, it's like yeah, it wasn't wasn't done right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I will get this out of the way. Well, I liked the fight scenes; they were good. The berserkers, everything with the the, the shadow beast things, whatever they are, was good. Old man Thor was good. Future Thor, Thor or whatever, I, I liked him for the most part. But like Josh said, the first what? issue, the the young Thor was kind of all over the place, kind of crappy with his face. But that, that's really my big issue is the faces. And I, I thought, yeah, the faces are uh, there's it's it's almost always only Thor. I mean, yeah. there's a few other ones, but like it's Thor. He looks just now old Thor gets a pass because he's got an eye patch and a beard cover most of the face. It's yeah. hard to even mess that up. But like, I mean, it's just it's strange. Like, I don't understand the decision, but you're right. The the battles are like appropriately epic. Like, yeah. These these feel like over the top. Should be drawn on a 1970s van, like you know, battle scenes of like Norse epicness or whatever. It completely works. Um, I also thought that the character designs were really good, and there's a lot of them in here because all these different gods, all these different like supernatural beings he's drawing, Gore himself, and the way Gore's power works, all that. I mean, the character designs were top notch. I stayed quiet great. too long. You took all my notes. That was oh, my last one was character designs. No, well, jump sorry. in. <laughs> no, you. I didn't have anything to add. You were saying all my points. Like, there's, there's, <laughs> uh, now, overall, it was really good. And uh, my, my in parentheses to that is there's a lot of busted faces, especially issue one. Like they're just a lot of them weren't good. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, you 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 led us off with the background art and the and the scenery. You know when he's on these other worlds and there's you know these different environments he's in. That stuff's phenomenal. Uh, and the action's easy to follow. I know what's going on. Uh, there's plenty of you know lightning and hammer swinging and you know all the Thor stuff. If you want, you get it all. Uh, and the colors yeah. are good. The, the colors. The col- uh, that- like when he's when he's in space around the library, the like the. The background, the space, the galaxy, and stuff all in the background. Yeah, so good. Phenomenal. So, yeah. yeah. It's like Clayton I, Crane stuff. I feel like he's got the appropriately epic entrances, too. Like when Thor comes in <laughs> on a world, there's lightning, and, and like there's this whole, like, oh yeah, Thor just showed up. Like, you get that. And that is one thing they get in the MCU a lot of times is when Thor shows up, you know, he comes down on the Bifrost or whatever. There's like, it's it's kind of a grand arrival like oh thor just showed up you kind of know uh and they can and, and you get this in uh, in the comic too uh yeah the character designs were really good uh even the ones that i thought were kind of weird looking were still interesting uh and i'll point out shadrach i i liked his design. he was interesting to look at i don't know that i agreed with his number of limbs his bottom <laughs> half there's weird hips. He's got three, maybe four legs at times. Sometimes it's kind of hard to see how he's moving around. Uh, not my favorite design. Like, I wouldn't design that character to look like that. But it's still interesting. Not bad, not off-putting. Just, 
you know, kind of weird, uh, but always visually appealing. There's always like stuff to look at uh, in the backgrounds and, and the characters. So, yeah, the art, the art was good. All right. Uh, Sam, what do you got on the uh, character corner? Oh, characters, three Thors. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, it's Thor, Thor, Thor. And there's really no other characters. I mean, you got some Vikings in the background here and there. But then you got. I just Thor. pictured a Norse Brady bunch when you hit Thor, Thor, Thor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, if you think about it, it all revolves around him. And then you got Gore, but you have no no story with him. He's just there killing gods. You don't know why. You don't know how nothing works with him. You don't know how he got his powers. None of that stuff is not explained. You just know he's the, the big bad, and you got. Thor through time trying to get him. That was a good one. Yeah, that was <laughs> what I was alluding to in the story is that Gore felt shallow. He felt like just a bad guy to be a bad guy. Like I, there, yep. For me, I didn't have any motivation for him. So he's, you know, killing gods throughout thousands of years, basically all of time. Uh, but we don't know why. Like, there's really not even that much hints at why he's doing it, which to me seems like I would like to have a little something on why he's so dead set to kill all the gods. Yeah. I would have liked some kind of reason, you know, like I said, could have been just a tiny little hint, a little drop, something, but he just felt kind of shallow to me because it's just, Oh, Gore wants to kill all the gods. No, no reason why he just, I don't I have no idea why he's doing it. Yeah. That, it worked for me. Cause like the longer it goes on, like, cause you can just feel the rage coming off of him. And like even like a, a a real bitter rage, and it's like I gotta know what's happening. And you keep waiting, like every issue, I'm like I'm gonna find out something, and there's nothing. So every time I turn like to a new chapter, it's like I'm I'm waiting for more. I just for me it may be more and more and more curious. So, um, apparently I was looking. Um, apparently volume two like is entirely the Gore origin story, and then volume three they wrap up the battle between Gore and Thor. But, um, yeah, that it, but it worked for me. Um, yeah. that's, I'm, it, it, just, it just heightened it for me. Like, I need, I need to know what this guy's backstory is. Well, for and again, just, it's a good, good comic. I don't want to beat on it, but Red Mother, we all liked Red Mother. You know how we got clues on that? And we had all kinds of theories, you know, is this doctor involved? Is that eye on the wall something to do? Like, they were giving us clues, but not, like, necessarily any information. I think Gore could have had some dialogue or said something where we could have been like, wonder why he's saying that. Maybe this was what happened to him. Maybe this is what happened to him. And I think that would have helped me really get into his character more as an actual character with motivations versus he's just, yeah, the angry bad guy. See, um, but, see Gore's not trying to mess with anybody. He's just like, I just want you all dead. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. I'm yet, not here to chat with you. I'm just here to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, yeah, brings his own, own type of villain. Uh, yeah. But for me, it, it didn't... I didn't get this as a character-driven book. I mean, we got we got some development with Thor because we get to see Thor in three different ages, uh, but we don't actually get to see necessarily so much of the change other than what happened in the cave. Uh, see, but see, but for me, that was a huge highlight because because Thor is always boisterous. You know, oh, let's get some battle going on, blah, blah, blah. and but like, he didn't want to go back in that cave. Like he was scared. Like he was freaked out by it. And we see like him being tortured by Gore and all this stuff. It's like, 
this is really interesting. And to right. see like, and Thor is not, uh, he's not intimidated by anything. He's like, yeah, let's call him the Avengers. I could use the help. I'm like, <laughs> this is, di- this is so different. Like I, yeah. I was, I was intrigued by that. Yeah. Cause at first he brushes Tony off and you know, he's like, do you want me to come in the cave with you? He's like, no. And he's like, Oh, I get it. This is God stuff. And then Thor's like, you know, at one time I dismissed help when I really needed it. And it bit me. He's like, you know what? You can, you can come and help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he had some second thoughts about it. And, and those, and Thor's, I mean, one of the things I don't like about Thor is he's usually written as a really shallow character. He just guy wants to drink and fight and like whatever. Um, there's not much to him, but here, like as we see him traveling around the universe, finding these these dead pantheons, you see that he cares about something that's not either Asgard or Midgard. Like usually that's it, and he only kind of cares. Like I'm gonna go protect and fight stuff for those things. He doesn't really like super care about them. Like he's really mourning and grieving. Like the like when he finds that like Godzilla looking god, like he's really grieving over that guy. When he finds like when he goes to Avatar World and sees the little blue gods nailed to their trees, I mean he's really torn up about it. I'm like. If Thor was like this all the time, I'd be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. But we get young Thor, who does just want to drink and uh, fight and party. <laughs> yeah. You know, he goes and kills the frost giant, but then he ends up drinking more ale and eating more goats than the frost giant had. <laughs> like he's he's all about the party life in 853 yeah, but 99%, AD. But 99% of the time, that's the only Thor we get. Yeah. Like, even in the Avengers run that this same author is writing right now, that's all Thor is. Mm-hmm. It's like, clearly you can do better. I've read you do better. So just do better. I'll be I'll be curious when you guys watch this uh, movie we're tying into, get a report on. I don't have any excuses. I've had opportunities. So I, I guess I've heard too many um, mixed slash negative reviews. I'm scared to go watch it because I kind of like Thor. I, I like Ragnarok, but I've heard they just went crazy with this one, so I have not been yeah. super excited to go watch it. The I think the thing I've heard most consistently is that Christian Bale and Chris Hemsworth didn't know they were in the same movie. Like they're making different movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's interesting>. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth may be trying to go back to Ghostbusters and Christian Bale's revisiting the machinist, like super, <laughs> super deep, you know, like yeah. tense stuff. And then, you know, Chris Hemsworth being pretty goofy. So yeah. those are valid points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, these are the reasons I'm like, yeah, I've got a day here. I can go see this. Uh, I don't want to not like this movie. If anyway. you've got Disney plus, it's probably not a bad idea to just wait for it to come out and watch it. Okay. It's not it's not Maverick. You don't need to see it in the theater. Like you can you can watch it at home. Man, Maverick was so much fun. All right, we'll <laughs> give us some awards. Does this thing is not named Maverick? Yeah, let's yep. do it. All right. Uh Josh, what is your best cover? Best cover. Um uh cover uh issue two on page twenty six. And I thought I was there and I'm not. I'm twenty five, yes, yeah, sorry. I had some same one I got. Is it yeah, that's a good one because you've got uh you know, young Thor with the axe. You've got old Thor, uh, his eyes not in the panel there. Uh, and then you got Gore in the background. And just, it's a very Norse god looking panel. It's very mythological looking. Yeah. What was the page number? 25. 25. Comicsology wasn't cooperating. Issue 2, 25. Yep. 
why, why couldn't they leave this app alone? Um, I, I don't know that it's that technically, is a good I don't know that it's technically the best or the colors a little too muted. I would like the colors to be a little more vibrant, but I just I like the the feel I get from looking at that okay. one. Yep. And and Gore's face is a little off there, like they hadn't quite settled on the character design yet. Um, I'm going with a different one though. I'm going with uh, page sixty six, chapter four. If I can get, yeah, that's a good one. That's uh, that's old door. Stupid. Is it thrown? Yeah, yeah. I just thought his arms laying on the ground beside him. Yeah, the eye thunder sword. Yep, I like it. Is that the Thundercat sword he's holding there? Yeah, (laughs) that's what I thought. Yeah, I was making sure I got that. Yeah, I made the reference and we got it. I missed it. I got you. I got you. All right, any variants? Yeah, I had a yeah in the very back. I had variant one. uh, It's either page one hundred nine or one hundred ten. Because, like you, Jamie, I was struggling with the uh, yeah one hundred nine with the lightning. Yep. Yep. I really like that one. Uh, I didn't care for the shape of Mjolnir in that one. I thought it was too square. I like my Mjolnir to be a obvious rectangle. All right. Um, I went with a different one because I'm right. It's on page 111. And I think that Thor should always look like they're painting something on the side of a 1970s van. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so cover two, uh, variant number two there on the side of page 111 by Daniel Acuna, that looks like it belongs on the side of a van. Yeah. I mean, it really, really honestly does. I mean, I'm I'm being like half-jokey when I say this. I'm talking about Thor usually. I 100% mean it. That looks like it should be on a van. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like Pink Floyd should be playing really loudly or something. I mean, it's just yeah, a rush or something, you know? All right, let's give up to page 113 and it's Gore, issue 5 and he looks creepy and you got like the Thor in the background like a like a tombstone or something. Mausoleum yeah. or something. That looks like zombie gore. I know, I kind of like it. I just flipped through and was like, I think I want to use that one. Oh, I think it's a stained glass window he busted through. All right, well, I want yeah. that one. If we're, if we're doing runner-ups, go back one page. And uh, I almost picked uh, Thor on fire, but I was getting a Beowulf vibe from him there from Once in Future. Mm. Page 112. I just like the yeah. color on that one. I thought that one was pretty good. Look, pretty had a good look to it. What if Thor was the Phoenix? <laughs> And I am having problems with my technology right now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having to jump back and forth. Um, all right, so our oh, I'm up next. Best character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so um, I've, I'm going to go with Gore. I know there's not there, we don't have the backstory. We don't have the um, like the justification for why he's doing what he's doing. Like he's just such a just this like force of nature. Like the the things he's doing and the way he's just handling Thor and just the the menace he is hanging over everything that Thor's doing in this story. It just was really cool. And I just I really need to know more about this guy. That's a good one. You can't go wrong. It's, I, I wanted to put Thor. I wanted to put present day Thor because I liked him with him around trying to find the gods, trying to help save him or whatever he's doing on his mission. And I, I like that Thor, I like present day Thor. But also, 
wanted to mention the librarian. He made me laugh a lot. I liked how he talked to Thor when he went to the library. I so, did like you. I thought everybody was going to pick Thor, so I, I went ahead and picked librarian too. Okay. Well, I'll double down on your present day Thor because uh, that's the version of the Thor I liked. And it's the Thor we almost got since we're tying into the MCU. It's the Thor we started getting in the second Thor movie, The yep. Dark World, where he's more mature. He's actually caring. He's not so jokey and, and you know, comical. He's yeah. kind of more kingly. Uh, that's the Thor we got in this, in, in the, the, the present day Thor. And that's what I would have liked to have saw stuck around in the MCU. Uh, yeah, yeah I, but no, we we got we got young at all. It seems like. Uh, but hmm. all right, that's a that's a win for me. Uh, Sam, what was your best panel? Page forty-four. I'm going for it too. Well, it's oh, it's panel two. It's Thor standing around the fire when he found the first gods. Forty-four. Yeah, yep. that's quintessential 80s action hero. You got to yep. stand in front of a fire or walk away from an explosion without looking. And, and it's tape blown in the wind when there's no wind. It. <laughs> <laughs> the fire's not doing that. <laughs> that's a good one. That's really good. I like it. All right. Josh, can you top that? I believe I can. Uh, we're going to go over to page 11, panel 4, or 3. That one's weird. It's kind of a whole panel with two other panels on top of it. And uh, he's uh, riding the lightning down. It's the first time you see him make his Thor entrance. Don't like his face. I I don't like the face either. That kind of almost looks like a Clayton Crane level art, though. It's super crisp. Yeah. I like the color on it. I like the lightning going through Mjolnir. I, I like... Yeah, I really like that one. I just don't look too bad. close at his face. It's not bad. It does have a cool point because it looks like the, the lightning guy from Big Trouble in Little China, the way he would ride the lightning yeah. down. Yeah. So it, it gets cool points for that. But Yeah. Um, I hadn't even put that together. Maybe subconsciously. Was, <laughs> had Jack Burton lines going through my head. Didn't know it. <laughs> All right. Well, my, my base panel is um, you're going to tell me I'm cheating. But it's a uh, panel two on page fifty. It's like eighty-seven percent of the page. <laughs> yep. But just uh, Thor, Thor, Thor showing up in Avatar two, and seeing yep. the 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 blue guys dead. I mean that's. I mean it's just it's really well drawn. It's clearly supposed to be um, Pandora, and those are clearly supposed to be the blue people from Avatar. But it just it just looks really cool, and yeah. once again, that, Thor's got a magic cloak blowing in the breeze that doesn't exist. That's a that's a Magneto pose there. It is. You're right. You yeah, also, face. you can't see his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you look at if you look at panel one. He's got some Dolph Lundgren just got beat up by Rocky face up above him. He's kind of not great looking yeah. in the first panel up there. Yeah, he's he's seen some things. <laughs> All right. Josh, what's your best dialogue? Get over. I wasn't ready. Hold on. Here. Well, how's that different? It's on, the <laughs> on page 70. It's a decent amount, so I'm not going to read it all. It's the bottom panel. It's where uh, Thor's in the cave and he's talking to Shadrach. Is his name Shadrach? Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, Shadrach's doing his little monologue there about the uh, how Gore's a god, or he's an artist, and he's the things he can do with his weapon. And uh, I'll pick it up there. Uh, Shadrach says, "Gods are such beautiful creatures. I've never been more sure of that because I've seen what they look like on the inside. I'm not certain, but I think I may have gone mad at some point." And I just—it's kind of one of those somber, chilling lines because it's—I hear that in my head so just matter of factly i may have gone mad at some point you know (laughs) because gore cut his eyelids off and made him watch him you know skin alive who knows how many gods it's just that one hit me i was like well that dude lost it (laughs) he knows he lost it that was really good that was that was my runner-up there was two i I, but i I really enjoyed like gore's you know smack talk game and so i went with some high level smack talk here um, but as far as meaningful moments, he chose the right one. Um, but on page 35, um, Gore, Gore is really, you know, intim- I, I think he's intimidating Thor here, but like, it's a high level smack talk. He says, feel that little Lord of heaven, that sense of helplessness as you fall. That is how it feels to be mortal. Next, you will learn how it feels to be butchered. I just I mean, liked that. I was like, that sounds like this dude is scary. Because, like, he's backing it up. I mean, Gore's, like, yeah, he can yeah. back it up, though. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, this isn't just idle smack talk. Like, you know, number one, Gore's killed, like, millions of gods, apparently. And he is smacking Thor around, so. How he does it. He's a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, same with yours. So, I want this librarian dialogue, because I like the librarian so much. I don't know why. It's early dugging for some reason. So, it's on page 20, uh, 48. When Thor first goes to the library, uh, it says, You were just a boy last time you visit the halls of all knowing, brought by your father to study the old gods, along with that equally charming brother of yours. I must say, you never struck me as someone with a great deal of reading in his future. <laughs> it's as though you distract me in other ways several times about the legs, <laughs> from what I remember. And Thor apologizes. He says, I'm looking for the knowledge. He goes, Knowledge? Oh my, how exciting! And what knowledge do we have in these dusty old halls that would could possibly be of interest to the great Thor of Asgard? We have no hall of blunt instruments. <laughs> it's that whole, whole big spill he does. I like that. Uh, dude, that librarian was full of snark. He <laughs> was good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. A hall of blunt instruments. I, I really enjoyed that whole that whole encounter. Yeah, I did well, too. We saw Thor as a thousand-year-old adolescent, you know, drinking and having his fun on Earth. I can imagine when he was, you know, a (laughs) ten-year-old adolescent. (laughs) Yeah. Well, full-page spread is up next, and I'm first on that one. And once again, I'm going with one that should be on the side of a van. Um, Page 86. Oh, yeah. That should at least be a poster. I, I like that one too. I had, just, I've got that one down. Yeah. That was one of the two I had down, so I appreciate you. Calling yeah, out. he's standing there in bloody victorious glory. With a little smile on his face. Yeah, uplifted oh, chin. Air, you know, got that arrogance back. His cape doing the thing again, but the smoke's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, the, spark, the sparks are flying normally. Yeah, I like I like his cape. Doctor Strange's yeah. cape. The more I look at it, and we just keep looking at these specific panels, he's got a, uh, he's got an interesting cape. He's <laughs> doing a lot of things there. Yeah. He's got Spawn's cape. He, yeah. he does have Spawn's cape. <laughs> he All had right. some shoulder spikes he would be in. 
Yep. Sam, what was I, yours? I had that wrote down, but I, I, I one also that I liked was on page uh, 24. It's old man Thor going into battle. The lightning is the, the creature. That's a good one. I had I had that screenshotted. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's really good. I, I wish I could pronounce this guy's last name, but uh, he, he saw it. I mean, this dude, if we if we could get the goofy faces gone, I mean, this is some stellar art. Yeah. What What's that? Uh, in the first Thor, he had that robot thing he had to fight in. What's that called? The Annihilator, is that one? No. Destroyer? Something like that. I can't remember what it is, but it looks like, ah. like his arm. Like he took the arm off that from the movie in that picture. It kind of does. I don't read enough Thor. We could ask Sammy. He's a big Thor fan. Can't remember. As long as he's not on it. The guy that shot, shot like pseudo lasers out of his face, didn't he? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Big scary thing. All right, Josh, what, what, how, how did I help you? What was your other choice? My other choice uh, was one that was uh, something they lifted directly for the film. It's on page 53. It's that big giant cat dog hyena looking god on the ice planet oh yeah i really like that that's that's the scene that's directly out of the out of the film that or they borrowed that almost exactly uh and yeah just i i I like that just to get a view of the different gods he knew or came across during his travels from the small gods to the ones who you know appear to be a couple hundred feet long and uh that's Thought that was a really striking image, and to think that Gore killed him. Yeah, Puppy Godzilla. Puppy Godzilla. So it shows you how tough Gore is. Yeah. All right, last one. Best epic Norseness. Sam, what you got? Page thirty-two through forty-three. Thor fights Gore in the clouds, riding the the horses. <laughs> their first fight. Yeah, I called that Thor going all Johnny Utah on a flying horse. Yeah. That was one of mine. I like it. Going Johnny Utah. <laughs> That's our Keanu connection. <laughs> <laughs> the good one. Yep. Uh, I had something similar. Uh, just go back a couple pages. Page 27 uh, and 28. Mostly 27. It's Thor on the bow of the Viking ship. You know, I can hear him probably singing a song, beating a drum, rowing, and he's just on to their next adventure. Find a shore, we got to go raid somebody. And just yeah, and he's yelling at him, uh, "Row faster, you dogs!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just standing yep. on about doing nothing. Thor, you can fly. Yeah. Um, mine is scattered throughout the book, but it's when old Thor goes out to fight Gore's horde all alone. Yep. That like that is just feels very Norse. Like you know, he's ready to die and go to Valhalla and all that kind of stuff. You know, wanting them to kill him, but he's gonna fight to the last. I mean, it just felt really epic and very Norse. Yep. Yeah. And like I don't know, Megadeth should be playing in the background. Just. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready to cast this thing? Yep, let's do it. Mine's not good, so. That's not good neither. Um, I'm pretty happy with mine. We'll see. Maybe it's false confidence, but I feel like I've done pretty good. All right. Josh, who's your Thor? 
I feel like it's going to be the obvious answer. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Exactly who I picked. Yeah. Pretty good. He's the logical backup to Chris Hemsworth, who I think does a good job for the character they've made for him in the movies. I think he's nailing it. Uh, I'm going with Liam Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm going to go with Channing Tatum. Um, He's going to have to get some steroids. He's a big guy, but he's not Thor big. But um, they're the, like the, sort of the goofy moments because there are a few that aren't just the face like there's some there's some funny moments they're few and far between this is not Ragnarok but um I think he's just a better actor than he gets credit for I'd like to see him have a chance at doing something sort of big and epic like that yeah we're tied for first yeah yeah all right all right gore um and I'm I'm casting voice on this one um more more than a you know person in you know like actually on set um, but for a voice, the voice I would like to hear coming out of that would be Michael Shannon. Oh yeah, yeah, because he got that kind of he's got an odd voice, he's got an odd speech pattern, the whole thing. He's just very, he's got a very unique voice, and and I just I would love to have Gore speak with Michael Shannon's voice. Well, he he was in the Man of Steel, right? He played. Yeah, uh, he was odd. Odd, yeah. yeah, yeah. He can do intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Like he can do threatening or menacing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but like you watch some of his other movies, like um, like Take Shelter, um, uh, Midnight Special, some of those like where he where he's kind of playing really on edge, not not full on like you know crazy like Zod was, but um, controlled yeah. rage. Yeah, more of a controlled rage, and uh, I would really love for Michael Shannon to have a shot at the gore. And I agree, I like it. But my pick, I went with Jude Law, because I think he's a better villain than the, the good guy he's been normally playing. Jude Law surprised me as a villain, and I like it. I want to see more of it. Yeah, he, he was miscast as a leading man for forever. He should have just been playing yeah. bad guys. Yeah, I, I dig yeah. it. So I was like, like, I don't know why. I was like, that's who I wanted, who, who I wanted to be. Live action, we can voice acting, whatever he wants to do. I'm down for it. Yeah, dude, you are not the Sky Captain. You're 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 the bad guy in King Arthur movies. I mean, you're you're doing yeah. the wrong thing here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel. I mean, he's kind of the bad guy in that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, Josh. Uh, well, I went kind of your route, Jamie, because uh, I think uh, Michael Shannon. Even if we had to put him in a costume or some face prosthetics, he's got he can do crazy eyes. Yeah. I think Gore needs to have some really intense. You don't want to look him right in the eye because they're kind of wild. And I leaned into that and went with Willem Dafoe. That's good. He's too. got a pretty good oh, menacing voice. Uh, you know, think about uh, Spider-Man when he was uh, not Green, Green Goblin. Goblin, when he was still somewhat sane in his suit, but he's still kind of intimidating. Like he's on edge. He kind of made you a little nervous, but yeah, he he can do the wild eyes if we if we need some live action, just face prosthetics. Not I would be afraid to hang out with like real life Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's just. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's a win for me. Um, it's the only one, too. This is not going to go well the rest of the way. Oh, that was my best pick. Um, so next up is The Librarian. And so, Sam, who do you have for The Librarian? I saw him with Ian McClellan, Magneto or Gandalf. I don't know why I, was, I kept getting that, that feel from him, the Gandalf feel. Hmm. 
kind of a fool of a took or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, great. You know, I don't know why. I just picture him doing it. I think I can top that. That's good. I mean, Ian McKellen, it's kind of hard to okay. vote against him, but I think I can top that. I may have a shot on this one. All right. I'm going with Timothy Dalton. He can do snarky. I can buy him as librarian, being super educated and smart, and also having zero patience for young Thor beating him about his knees and hindquarters. Maybe. Maybe uh, like hot fuzz Timothy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I had. Yeah. When I was okay. Doing All right. Maybe. I may actually have another good pick on this one. Um, Brett Gelman. He plays Murray on Stranger Things. I could see him I, ye- yelling at you know Chris Hemsworth for a long time, giving him a hard time, be- and being like snooty about it. He was the guy that knew Russian, like was the conspiracy theorist guy. Oh, okay, okay. Murray. Yeah, I had to look him up. Yeah, sorry. Murray, I think it's Murray Bauman. I think it's the last name on the show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah. All right, the Time God. Who you got, Josh? And he—he he was the guy like at the, the with the the where they're making all the blood, the yeah. blood, the blood pool for <laughs> for Gore. You're gonna have to look this actor up. Uh, his name is nope. Lee Evans. And there's one specific appearance that I'm pulling from. He was in uh, the fifth element when they're on the cruise ship and the aliens have taken over and they need a hostage negotiator. He was the highest ranking sailor there and he was all nervous and stuttery. And Bruce Willis comes up and takes over. He's got, he looks like they were drawing him in the comic. (laughs) And I could see him, you know, getting buffaloed over by gore you know trying to make his way through it and being all nervous and anxious and stuff so lee evans that's pretty good you may that's pretty good yeah yeah you may have to time machine him that was a, maybe i think you've forgotten <laughs> how long ago the fifth element was but. no that he's almost 60 now and he quit acting like 20 something years ago to focus on his family so he hasn't been in anything in forever so we definitely have to time machine him from the late 90s uh-huh. but i think he would fit right in well, I've got a pretty good one. I don't know if y'all have watched the show or not, but uh, Robert Sheehan, or Sheehan plays Klaus on the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. That one. Okay. I think um, he was in Mortal Engines, but I know that doesn't help anybody because nobody watched that movie but me. Um, I and, I don't just, and I don't just mean on this show. <laughs> think, you mean in the world? I think I mean in the world, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but I'd, so sure you get a pass on that one. I'm not going to say you beat me. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, same who you got. I'm going to top this here. No, I just want Nicholas Holt. I didn't, for no real reason, just Nicholas Holt. I want to see him in something. I don't yeah. catch him very often. I think for Nicholas Holt, we'd have to get him quite a bit more screen time. He's. Wait, wait. Yeah. Figured in. That'd have to be a little bit bigger role, I think. But he's a good actor. I, I like him a lot. So yeah, I'll give you the win on that one. All right. I know you haven't seen my next pick, but it, if you, I don't know. I'll talk to Sammy see if he backs me up on this one. But so it's for Shadrach, the scared guy, um, the one who you know, may have went bad. Um, going with Nick Muhammad. He plays Nathan 
on Ted Lasso. Okay. Another one I'm gonna have to look up. Man, yeah, as much up. as you say I have to I make you guys look people up because I cast rando people. It's not it's not so much for the look. Um it's for the 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 way he plays Nathan in certain scenes on Ted Lasso. I could absolutely see him doing these these moments with Shadrach. I was looking to see if there was anything else he'd been in that I've seen, and there's not. I, I think I think Ted Lasso is the biggest thing he's done. Yeah. Same. All right, for my pick, I, I, well, like y'all saw, I almost made do crazy, be scared at the same time, kind of nervous, twitchy like a little chihuahua. One with Ed Norton. I can see him playing the crazy really well. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. But, then, but, then, but then you have to work with Ed Norton on set. No, he's just going to be in for a few minutes in the cave. <laughs> We're just going to leave him there and go on. <laughs> this is where you stay. Come say your lines and we'll, we'll let you leave. All right, Josh, here you go. All right. We want somebody who thinks they've lost their mind, so they're not sure of their level of sanity. I'm going with Cillian Murphy. You know, I like him. I really do like him. I like him. And again, he can do the wild eyes. You know, somebody stuck in a cave who's not sure if they're sane or not anymore, and you got to have that super intense, you know, zoom in on the face when he's given that line. I may have gone insane. I think <laughs> Cillian Murphy will deliver that line, <laughs> believably. But yeah, but you may have. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. With Shadrach, there's never a second you're scared of him. With Cillian Murphy, there's never a second that you're not scared of him. Well, you can dial it back a little bit, I think. Picture mm. 28 days later, Cillian Murphy. Taking back to that not-so-intense, more scared running from the zombies. Yeah, but once he had a couple of cheeseburgers, you could tell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's that. But he's really good. I think he would. I think he's he is, really no, he, he is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. All right, Sam, who's your wild card? What obscure Viking from the third right, cave so I have, battle? I two, two wild cards. <laughs> I can do one. Let y'all go through and do my last one. Or I can do them both. Whatever y'all want to do. It. Okay. All right, so if you want to do just a wild Viking, it's on page eight. <laughs> I gotta find it too. So I'm gonna. I'm a, I refuse to look it up. It doesn't matter. So page eight, the bearded guy, the he's the third one over. He's the beardy guy standing there in front of the torch. Doesn't say nothing. He's just a beardy Viking guy. And I picked uh, Travis Fimmel. He's uh, Ragnar from the Vikings TV show. He's the main Viking from the TV show. Vikings. So he's just on page eight. Right, you want to do your other one now or wait until you can circle back around? What do you want me to do? Uh, you know, bookend us with uh, your obscurity. Okay. All right, Josh, who do you have? All right. I didn't catch a name, but it would be the leader of the Norsemen that has the most interactions with Thor, like kind of the the, the leader guy. And I want Gerard Butler to be in there just wreaking havoc, busting into the cave, saving Thor. You know, I think he's got the voice to be a good Viking yell busting into that cave. So Gerard Butler. Okay. He, and that guy even got to speak. Um, yeah, he, he's going to have some. It's Gerard Butler. He's going to have obviously a bigger role in this movie. If we're going to have that big flashback, he's going to have some moments with Thor. Uh, well, I'm casting for Hincon, Siberian God of the Hunt. 
And this is the dude that Thor rolls up, rolls up on right after he's been fighting with Gore and he's dying. Mm-hmm. And, and he kills. Is, he ended yeah. up killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Spare. I mean, it gives him a more yeah. glorious death. Um, but I just think for this really this small moment, there's something about Hing Kong that's a, a little bit scary. Um, so I went silly and Murphy. <laughs> that's who he's fighting against him now. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that was just a good fit for him, a good moment for him that he could yeah. really. Yeah, anyway. Sam, yeah. who else you got? All right, so on page seven, the head they find floating in the water, just the head <laughs> of the, the dead god, cast Lou Diamond Phillips for the head. <laughs> uh, I won up it. I just cast for a head. <laughs> <laughs> I win. I'm not sure if that's a new high or a new low. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. There was opportunity. I could not pass up just casting for a head. Also, I'm retroactively changing one of my picks. I just realized I've had more time and perspective now, and the librarian should have been Simon Pegg. Yeah. You brought up hot fuzz. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it got wheels turning in the back of my head. Yeah. I still think Timothy Dalton would nail that. Man, when you need some snark, just some sideways, you know, sarcasm. Yeah. All right. All right, solid cast there. I think I think me and Sam were both nervous about ours. I think it went a little better than we expected. You know, I was probably a little more overconfident on mine, so <laughs> it's kind of a usual week. Yeah, at least I had Thor. Right. Wasn't too bad. Yeah. All right, well, next week um, – and hopefully we really mean next week. Um, we're going to be doing another PTTI. Um, maybe less less PT than usual. We're going to be doing a She-Hulk uh, graphic novel. And it's going to be She-Hulk Volume 1, Law and Disorder. And it's written by uh, Charles Soule with the art by Javier Polito. <laughs> you look so enthused about that creative team. I like, I like how you paused and said Polito. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for next week, but I really like one of those names, and I'm not so fond of one of those names. Yeah. We'll talk See about how it. it goes. We will get into that. Um, unfortunately, that person tends to work on things that I like a lot all the time. <laughs> Can't escape. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> All right, fellas, I think we're done here. Uh, I think so. See ya. Good night. Goodbye, Switzerland. Nice to be back in the saddle, isn't it, fellas?